0: Dude, real quick, before we get started, and before we jump into today's show, I thought it would be kind of pretty mm-hmm. cool to uh, go over some of the Apple podcast reviews that we've gotten recently. Um, I just happened to uh, see that there was a couple new ones, and mm. I thought, man, these are really good, and some of them are really hilarious. Yeah, I've never even checked them out. That's cool. Uh, they're all five stars, wow. and uh, but some of them are really cool, so... If you don't mind, I'll just read them now. Cool. All right. This one's entitled, Great Podcast by Great Mm. People. I was lost. The internet podcast scene had really gotten me down. There were too many mediocre choices, murder mysteries, comic book reviews, and podcasts that focus on too many similar subjects for too many weeks in a row. I wanted a podcast that captured the in-search of vibe the clickety clackety clack of vhs ta- vhs tapes being loaded into vcrs forays into D and high weirdness caused by time rifts aliens or parallel realities clashing with ours Man. boy howdy did i find it lured in by tyler bence's art i was quickly introduced to <laughs> to web app master woody brown <laughs> both of these guys reminded me that everything that i loved growing up in the 80s was still awesome that would be Rad delivers a weekly curated mixtape for your listening pleasure. Start at the first episode and don't look back.
1: And remember always be rad. Oh my God. I want to get this guy or gal <laughs> as a writer on the show because that's Amazing, right? I mean, that makes me want to listen to this podcast.
0: Yeah. Done. I mean that's cool. Maybe that'll be the new ad for it. Man. Um and the next Five star. It says, uh, it's entitled, Not Your Average Podcast. It says, if you're looking for something fun, nostalgic, and a little <laughs> off the beaten path, then this podcast is for you. I look forward to new ones every week. Trust me, you will enjoy this podcast journey. Give it a try. Yes. Nice. And this one is entitled... Wait, are Jen- we going to give names or anything? Qui 992001 Cool. Thank you. Uh, this one is Iron Man 1234 Mm-hmm. Okay. Candy for Your Ears by NC Insurance Guy. If you are into all that was great of the 80s, this is your podcast.
1: Man, short and sweet. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This one is, it says, perfect and totally rad. Top notch, Rudy Bronson. Oh, man. This one is. Thanks, oh, Rudy. Rudy, thanks, man. What a name. Strong. This one says, <laughs> <laughs> best podcast that's ever lived. Whew. This show is perfect in every way, and these guys are 10 out of
1: 10. Charlie Cleagliano. Wow. Hey. Thanks, Charlie. That's wonderful, Buongiorno, Charlie. Grazie. Yeah, that's incredible, Charlie. Thank you. Uh...
0: Yeah, so those are just a few of the, uh, the Apple reviews that we've gotten recently, and thank you to all of you folks that took the time to kind of write a review on there, and, and there's more that, you know, they didn't leave a written uh, review, but, you know, all five stars, that really helps us tremendously. Yep. Uh, so if you're listening to this and, you ha- and you're and you listening via Apple Podcasts, you know, take a quick second, five-star this puppy, and, um, you know, obviously, if you leave a written review, we'll read it out loud on air for sure,
1: but, um, man, thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Also, I had the idea that, well, I didn't have the idea, but uh, a buddy of mine, a guy named Dusty Slay, he's a... I mean, I guess he's a pretty famous comedian. He has a podcast called We're Having a Good Time, which is great. Go check Mm -hmm. it out. Uh, But he had the idea to tell his listeners this, and I think this would be awesome if you guys did the same, where each of you, if you just go and tell one single friend of yours, so whether it's your best friend, whether it's somebody you meet on the street, or both. uh, I almost just knocked my Red Bull over. Yeah, if you tell one friend about the podcast, then um, just sp- just spread that word. Yeah,
0: to just help us grow. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got one friend, um, right? Well, you're all of our, all of you are our friends now. So. You're our your friends. Yeah, all him all you
1: Hey all you Wookiees and Ewoks, thanks for coming back to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, the podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host, Woody Brown. Hey man, how's it going? It's going very well. (laughs) Um, Dude, we kind of talked about this
0: a second ago. You know, getting back into spring break, I Mm got to tell you, man, traveling with kids, I feel like is has never been easier. You know, and road tripping with kids, I would say. Now yours are a little bit younger than mine, so you're still in that stage of. If you go to the grocery store, it's exhausting. I Um, mean, I I will say, I
1: think Amelia's
0: pretty easy, close, yeah. Yeah. But dude, it just gets even better uh, because then they're like genuinely interested in stuff that Mm -hmm. you know roadside attractions, whatever. But the cool thing is, like, you know, I remember I had a neighbor at some point once we moved back to the States whose parents had, like, a crappy little TV-VCR combo in their, like, van, you know? Oh, and is I that just that thought, family oh God, that was, like, murdered horrifically? Uh, nope. I oh, don't. another one, I guess. <laughs> no, thank God I don't know anybody <laughs> uh, in person or in, in real life, I guess, that that happened to. But, you know, like... We've got, like, the DVD player in there. So they were just watching, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, taking turns back and forth on, you know, what movies they wanted to watch. But at night, when we'd be in hotel rooms and stuff, again, like, we shared the same room. And, uh, you know, we'd like to watch a little something before we go to bed, just kind of wind everybody down. And, mm-hmm. man, so thankful for Disney+. Plus. But I yeah. will say, just before we left for our trip i get this text message uh from my brother and he's like hey man have you watched this th- uh or have you seen this and it's a picture and it just says star wars vintage collection i'm mm-hmm. like what and i'm like what did, wh- is this on disney plus and he says yes go check it out so i check it out and of course the old ewoks movies mm-hmm. along with like some old like the first clone wars animated series and like a boba fett cartoon and stuff and an Ewoks cartoon. Is oh, wait a up minute!
1: Is, is that the that's the Boba Fett cartoon from the the winter? You know, I don't know. I think it's from the the um, the Christmas special. The Christmas special, yeah. Because because remember we were actually going to do a full episode on that, but yeah, uh, I don't I know if it is actually man. And then you uh, <laughs> I don't remember if that is the same
0: cartoon. Um, I
1: think it, but is. it seems like it
0: could be, but anyway. Well, wait a minute! Really... Unless, unless there was like a whole other one, which. Maybe you got to watch it. I watched mm. this one. I don't remember the Christmas special one that well, but I think it is different from what I remember. Uh, but dude, I my brother and I were obsessed with these Ewoks movies, and of course, they start streaming them on Disney Plus after I get it on VHS. You mm-hmm. know, which I was super excited about. Yep. And so, like, since they're out now, and a lot of our listeners probably have Disney Plus, yep. it may not have uh, been as big a Star Wars fans as we were when we were kids, I thought, what a perfect thing to talk about this week. Those, and kind of like do a little bit more of a deep dive into them, talk about some behind the scenes stuff that most people wouldn't know about these Ewoks movies. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, forces us to, you know, say to our wife, sorry, we've got to watch these movies because, God, dude,
1: you,
0: you know how long it would be if I was just like, hey, babe, let's, you know, come on, let's watch the Ewok adventure tonight um i mean they'd probably you know never is the answer that you're looking for yeah um so yeah man i mean we're like i know we've kind of talked about this but do you remember you know
1: seeing these movies as a kid what do you remember about them okay so this is weird because you and i you know for any of the new listeners uh you and i were in a band called the modern society You'll hear one of the songs at the outro of this episode and all episodes. But we were in a band for years. We did a bunch of cool stuff, you know, played with a bunch of great big bands and all that stuff. But we always kind of had this uh, sort of, like, connection with each other. Sort of the same sort of affinity for, like, certain things out of the 80s. Like, and we would always bring up this movie uh, because of, like, the little girl with, like, the headband from the Ewok movie. Yeah. And the brother and they had this cool little like lighter slash lightsaber thing they would light the fire with anyway we would always talk about this and all this whole time and i think you're probably the same but this entire time i always thought it was just one ewok movie and i didn't have disney channel until much later you know probably when you he, buy a cable as an adult right because it just comes with it well maybe as like a teenager when we got like satellite okay. in our house or whatever so i would have seen it on like the abc the sunday night yeah you know, hey Disney hold movie. on
0: one second there's something buzzing in my thing and i think it's my this sounds so stupid it, it, i think it's the uh the uh, vhs like rewinder machine i gotta hold on one second because it's gonna be noisy in the background hold on okay so hold that thought now. Yeah.
1: And for all you listeners, if you hear anything on my end, it's the sound of uh, Frozen being played. Sorry,
0: dude. I could hear it in the headphones, and I thought, what the heck is that
1: noise? I was telling our, our listeners that um, uh, if there's any noise on my end, it's because my daughter, my two-year-old, is home today, and uh, mom and her are watching Frozen clearly, and it is as loud as downstairs. Nice. Oh, so what I was saying, um, uh, mid-sentence, actually, Um yeah, so I would have seen this movie on Disney uh, for the Sunday night Disney special thing on ABC. And I always just thought it was sort of the the same movie. But I remember like The Witch, The Big Spiders. I remember The Giant thing. I remember uh, The Little Girls Lost, which is weird because a lot of these elements are in both movies. So I'm still mm-hmm. kind of confused. And, I, and if any of you guys out there know Sort of the deal of like, okay, well, maybe they sort of put these movies together. Like, I know that I never saw two Ewok movies. I'm, yeah, I only saw like, you know, in my mind, what was like the Ewok movie. I never knew it even being called, uh, the War for Endor or the Caravan, uh, Caravan of Courage, Caravan of Courage. Yeah. I didn't even know, that. I just thought it was called like the Ewok movie. Um, yeah. so. If any, you let me dive convinced. into let me dive into some like
0: background real quick because I okay, think I cool. kind of have a little bit of that answer potentially. So, the very first movie, which we grew up knowing as the Ewok Adventure, uh, was released on November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four, as mm-hmm. a ABC Sunday Night movie. Tonight, a special presentation of the ABC Sunday Night Movie from the creators of the Star Wars saga. A world premiere presentation. Lucasfilms, The Ewok Adventure. And so back then, first off, for our younger listeners, <laughs> let me explain something in the significance of the ABC Sunday Night movie. Back when we were kids, mm-hmm. if there was something that you wanted to watch, like for example, you know, your favorite cartoon, you know, GI Joe, He-Man, whatever it was. You had to wait until the exact time that it came on TV, yep. which was Saturday, Saturday morning. morning only, exactly. Yeah. And that was it. And so, especially before, like, you know, VCRs and stuff were just commonplace and you could like program it to record, but even still, they only came on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that happened during the week, it, it, you know, was like Wheel of Fortune reruns or something and uh, reruns of like Mama's Family or. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff, because we were all, like, it forced us to go outside and play, use our imaginations, all that kind of stuff. Now, on Sunday nights, they would do, like, a two-hour, like, family movie. You know? Like, something Mm -hmm. that I think they were mainly made-for-TV movies, but they were always, you know, some sort of, like, heartwarming,
1: you know, family-themed movie or whatever. You know what I mean? Like The Secret Garden or... God, I remember they used to play this all the time. The Adventures of Natty Gan. Do you remember that movie? No. It was like the little girl with like a wolf. That sounds awesome. I mean, it was pretty awesome. But she yeah, liked, Native American or something. Uh, maybe or like. Some I
0: feel like like Alaskan. they would also do like Call of the Wild and like you know like TV movie versions of that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. But here's some interesting stuff about it when it came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First. A whopping 65 million viewers saw it that night on November 25th, 1984. 65 million people. Wow. It received two Emmy nominations, uh, one for Outstanding Children's Programming and then uh, for Outstanding Special Visual Effects, which, of course, that's the one that they ended up winning. Hmm. Um, It was originally called the Ewok Holiday, but after the terrible Star Wars Holiday Special... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> they obviously kind of pivoted a little bit. Yeah, and if you ha- if you haven't seen the Star Wars holiday special, which it's hilarious that it is not available on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, you can actually watch it on YouTube. And man, it is. And I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Now I don't like whenever new movies come out. I'm not you know dressed up like a Jedi to go watch it or whatever. Which yes, you nothing are. wrong with that. I think that's awesome. But I'm a
1: huge Star Wars fan. It is tough to get through. Other than the Boba Fett animated. The the Boba Fett little secret. Cartoon's kind of cool, but man, like there's a
0: lot of just, it's rough. Yeah. So this Ewok movie, though, it was shot entirely in Marion County, California. That's where Skywalker Ranch is located. Mm. Um, A lot of the action sequences in this first movie were filmed in a public parkland called Ray's
1: Redwoods, which is home to like 300 plus year old sequoia trees. Now is that it would that be the same place that they shot indoor the second one from Return of the Jedi? Oh, um
0: no man. I think they did a lot of that st- well, that I don't know. I think they did a lot of that stuff though. God,
1: four pages of notes and you can't even give me yeah. this. I didn't
0: well I I looked up uh, this movie specifically. Um but I don't think so. Hmm. Um because I want to say they did a
1: lot of that stuff I don't know. We'll have to look that up. I mean, it does. It does look pretty, pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, pretty similar. Here's something that you got
0: off right out right out of the gate. But same with me. Whenever I started watching it, you'll notice that there's a narrator. Oh yeah, I'm like, yes. man, I, how do I know this voice? Why does it sound so familiar to me mm-hmm. as a kid? Which really smart casting there. And it's none other
1: than Burl Ives. Best part of the whole movie.
0: Yeah, man. The same narrator that narrated all those Christmas movies that we love, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, yep. the Snowman, all that stuff. Yeah, all those
1: Rankin-Bass, like uh 60s. Stop motion. Yeah, stop motion stuff. Which, God, I have such a fondness for. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, That's as so soon good. as I heard that, that voice, immediately, like... Because, again, I've said before, but, you know, I'm sort of hunched over a drawing, like an art drafting board drawing and like as soon as i heard that voice i was like what yeah yeah immediately even if the movie was garbage it, it's 10 percent better with yeah with that narration yeah it
0: it immediately like puts you back to being like a kid yeah when you hear his voice yeah. mm-hmm. i thought this was kind of interesting for scenes where there were like sleeping ewoks mm-hmm. the effects artist at uh, industrial light magic had to create eyelids because in the original ewok masks in return of the jedi oh. they didn't have them they're just like kind of like Bzz. now apparently the eyelids have been digitally added in return of the jedi uh, <laughs> on for some like blu-ray release and i'm betting they may be in the new like return of the jedi on disney plus but i haven't really well, number one, I haven't noticed, and mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, I haven't looked hard. So, but well, I, that's something interesting to look for.
1: Let me say this too, and I am—you and I both agree with this. I am super anti any of uh, Lucas's like redos on stuff, mm-hmm. and like, oh, now we have this technology, so let's add this giant creature walking across the screen for no apparent reason at all. Yeah. Uh, I am totally anti that. But I will say, as cute as the the Ewoks are, like if you really stop and look at them, like their eyes are pretty weird looking. Mm. So, yeah, cause, I
0: mean, they're just like, it's just a mask.
1: Yeah, they're just a like, dead stare. Yeah. So that could be
0: good. That is, you know, yeah, it makes it more real mm-hmm. looking, I guess. But still, man, ugh. Yeah. I just leave it alone, man. It's mm-hmm. awesome. The film itself was inspired largely by Lucas's daughter, Amanda. Mm. Uh, who really just loved the Ewoks. I think she was pretty young um, when Return of the Jedi kind of came out or whatever. So she had a huge love for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So kind of like the history behind it, like a little after the release of Return of the Jedi, Mm -hmm. Lucas had the idea that he wanted, well, he had an idea for a a television special involving the Ewoks. Mm. Um, Again, wanted to make something, you know, for his daughter and, kind of looking back, it's easy for a lot of us as adults to be like, especially if you like grew up with Star Wars and you were a little older than Tyler and I, I've heard other Star Wars fans that are slightly older than us kind of be like, dude, the Ewoks were so lame.
1: Yeah, but, dude, I mean, I've heard dude, that too.
0: Whenever I was a kid, like, I don't know, I loved it. And, and maybe like it should have been like an indicator that at some point we might get Jar Jar Binks. Mm. But truly, man, like... I don't know i thought they were cool when i was a kid i thought it was cool to have like an um an indigenous population that like was being held down by the empire and then when the rebels come in they can kind of like join forces using all of their technologies to defeat the uh the evil empire so i thought i always thought it was cool
1: yeah i mean especially i, I thought the coolest part was like after
0: America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very intense, broad For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures. From another dimension, another world, I don't know.
1: The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. You were listening to That Would Be Rad. You know, the empire sort of represents this sort of like uh, very angular, modern advanced like sort of sort of motif and then Mm -hmm. you know sort of plunging that vibe in the you know in the the sort of setting of like nature and Mm -hmm. like it was just really really cool especially Mm -hmm. you know you see those like ATATs walking through the forest and then they're being Mm -hmm. knocked over by like logs on ropes yeah 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 like all that was awesome
0: yeah man I love that stuff and then whenever they're like going over in the gliders and stuff yeah you know it's interesting like when you dive a little bit deeper into the star wars comic world uh especially like you know the more modern ones or whatever it the empire you you get a better and and the the novels and stuff like any of the timothy's on like star wars novels like it really paints this really vivid picture of the empire being you know extremely oppressive but then also like really just using planet systems uh, for whatever they need and, and then regardless of whether it destroys that planet and its people or whatever, they just use it, right? And so, I mean, that's really why we even know of the Ewoks is because they're using that moon of Endor yep. to have their um, force field generator mm-hmm. to put the generator around Endor to keep the rebels out. And so, like, it's just, it's just super interesting. But anyway, Lucas had this idea... And the producer, I think his name's like Thomas Smith or Thomas G. Smith, they pitched the idea to all of the major television networks as like a 30 minute, maybe hour special. Hmm. Uh every single one of the networks were like, uh, mm, no thanks. Right. Really? They weren't really having like they were like, these little space bears, I don't I don't think so. But ABC uh kind of were like, well, I mean we don't want it to be 30 minutes. We don't want it to be an hour. If you can make it two hours, you've got the ABC Sunday night movie. Mm. And and here's what I always thought is just hilarious. So the first movie, The Ewok Adventure, its running time is like 96 minutes or something. So it's not even two hours. Now, I guess with commercial breaks and stuff like that, it,
1: it yeah. probably was. But I just thought that was kind of funny. And I'm, and I'm um, guessing, too, that's probably why they asked to like extend it so they could fit in all the you know the ad space the right? ads and stuff yeah and I think they just wanted that much more content you
0: know uh, and every other movie that is in that slot is two hours Yeah, so it's like the time slot that they have in terms of like the cast we see some familiar mm, I don't want to say faces because he's wearing a <laughs> uh, Ewok mask but Warwick Davis of course oh yeah comes back as Wicked um, and the kid that plays like the older brother named Mace, uh, his name is, the actor's name is Eric Walker. Mm-hmm. The little girl who basically reminds me of like a, like a blonde version of your youngest. Yeah. Um, she's it, adorable. Yeah. Her name's Aubrey Miller. She was like a, she was four, dude, four at yeah. the time of this filming. Like whenever I read that, I thought, you know, look, my, my kids follow directions pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, But my daughter, who's going to be five pretty soon, Mm -hmm. who's still like four, I cannot even... I mean, have you ever tried to take a family family photo, bro? Jeez. You're like, hey, everybody stand right here, no matter what, something's not right. And they're like, well, no, I don't really want to. And
1: it's like they directed a four-year-old in this movie. And I think, you know, for a four-year-old, she does a really good job. Oh, she does amazing. Right? Although I will say, like, being like, if you are a dad or mom out there uh, and you watch this you can see that some of, like, the fear that she has mm. is probably pretty legit fear. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, like, at that age, too, you're still on that, like, you're, you're like, on that line of when you see, uh, like, Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, you're still like, Ugh. Yeah, you, right. You kind of maybe know that there's a person in there, but you're not quite, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you've been to Disney. I bet, like, there's still that weird like, oh, it really is Mickey Mouse, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I'm sure with all these like Ewoks running around, she was kind of like a little standoffish or whatever. I mean, the only other like really famous actor Mm -hmm. that I found or that I kind of recognize is a lady named, oh, man, I'm going to butcher this name, Fianula Flanagan, who plays the mom. Now, when you're watching this, you're gonna. I mean, she's way young in this, in comparison to like what you're used to seeing her in. But I remembered her immediately because I just watched this movie from that movie. Do you remember the movie Four Brothers? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Oh I yeah, think Tyrese, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre, three thousand or whatever. Yep. Adrian um, Brody. No, he's not in it. What? Uh, Wait, what am no. I thinking of? I don't know, but this is where like the four adopted brothers. You know their mom gets murdered. And they come back into town to try to figure out who did it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. She plays the older adoptive mother. Mm. But she's been in just dude. She's been in a ton of stuff. She was on Lost, which you've still probably never seen. It's on Hulu, bro. Get I it done. know. I do. It's, I, I want to watch it. It's just it's the best. God, it's a lot. It is a lot. There's and what's man? We're just bouncing all over the place. We sure are. One thing that's tough about Lost is there are a lot of just like wild goose chase episodes Mm -hmm. never get resolved which is kind of annoying but overall man i mean come on dude it deals with weird stuff is it time travel is it like i mean just tons of stuff
1: oh i mean it sounds amazing i mean yeah i mean i was kind of hooked on like the idea of it um well the problem was it was like i was touring with another band and out doing all that stuff like when it was on tv so i mm-hmm. i just i missed so much and then you were always like dude you gotta see it yeah but there's like what six seasons i just had a look real quick because i've got all six on dvd yes man i just i just guessed that was pretty awesome that was nice and it's just i know i know it's like really involved and like i just ugh. it is but
0: it isn't man you like it just watch the first the the pilot like is just man i just love it man all the characters are really cool
1: Um, Will I be able to watch it while working, or is it one of those things where you uh, have to kind of... I mean, there's
0: some stuff that you kind of have to, like, that you don't want to miss necessarily in terms of, like, there's just, like, repeating these numbers. I I think you could do it. I think you could do it. Cool. Back to uh, to the Ewok movie here. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounded, like, so sort of like... (laughs) Well, Hello, back to the, to the, okay. oh
0: man i thought this was amazing and and it, and you can kind of you can find this on youtube uh just like almost like i don't know if it's the full thing but i watched some of it and it's amazing so lucas and the producer let eric walker who played the older brother paul you know, he Walker's was a brother. teenager <laughs> he was a teenager when this was filming and so was you know it's often easy to forget Warwick Davis was too and so they would kind of like they just paddled around and one of the interviews that I read from the little girl was like you know she was like super small and she would just kind of like hang out with her family on set and stuff and so these two dudes were just like thick as thieves well Lucas and the producer uh, Thomas G. Smith thought it would be really cool if they let these kids just carry around cameras and do like a little mini documentary whoa yeah and so they did, and they even lent them – so they let them have each one, let them have cameras, microphones, all stuff they needed. And at night, these two kids were allowed to use, like, the editing gear. Like, they would – they, they made, like, little portable editing um, kind of booths in their hotels. Holy and cow. And so they made this, like, little mini-doc that forever they thought would be released, like, on the DVD release Because that's what I was going to get to when you were talking about, hey, have they ever been one movie? Uh, Not that I'm aware of. People still need to kind of like, hey, I remember that too. Um, Maybe it's the Mandela effect. But Mm, like when they released it on DVD back in like early 2000 or whatever, Mm -hmm. they released both as a single release, two-disc, you know, DVD. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway... You can find this, and we'll put this in the in the show notes, the links, or whatever. You can find this YouTube video, and it's kind of like a, a teaser for the... Um, it's like a 12-minute documentary or whatever, and it's just really cool, man, to see, man, like, Warwick Davis is, like, so young, man. And, like, they go around asking actors and the producers, like, different things about stuff, and it's just it's really cool because, like... What a cool perspective to get, and like a behind-the-scenes look into anything Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, filmed and edited. And Eric Walker, that kid, like,
1: did the music for it too. Really? Yeah. So wow. Pretty cool. Is so did did he ever go on to do anything else? I feel no. like no. Mm-hmm. Really? I, nah,
0: nah. Um, huh. I think he may have done like one or one, like, just like little here or there's, but none of them really. Uh, none of them really did. Hmm. Um, but, and it's kind of funny too, when we start talking about the second movie, but, uh, all right, let me break down the plot for those that don't really want to take the time Mm -hmm. to watch it. Essentially, the story is just like a simple tale of a family that's just like split apart. Shipwrecked on this magical moon of Endor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the movie opens after a crash landing and the parents are like searching by a flashlight and yelling for the kids in the forest. And I don't know about you, dude, but immediately whenever I was watching this, mm-hmm. that scene reminded me of a mix between E.T. and Flight of the Navigator. You know, you've got these big dark
1: trees, mm-hmm. there's yep. like a
0: ton of fog. People are like, you know, Looking around with the flashlights, there's like some sort of light source, but there isn't. You know what I mean? It's always like that very like creepy sort of like early '80s.
1: Lost in the forest. (laughs) Yes, and it's that vibe of like I know what you're talking about. It's like they probably have a fog machine like over the other side of the hill. Yeah, and then there's like it's lit over the ridge, so you just kind of see the smoke. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great trick that like
0: Spielberg. I think love to do it, and I'm sure since he and Lucas were friends, they they just did that a lot in the Mm -hmm. movies, I feel like. Um, But that was one of the, I would say, like two or maybe three scenes that whenever I was a kid just scared me to death. I remember, like, whenever I was thinking about this movie, I remembered a couple of things. This scene, one that we're going to talk about later, and then, like, a specific character that we'll talk about later too. Well, and you had a
1: huge crush on the girl with the headband. No, I didn't, dude.
0: (laughs) Come on. I mean, I was age appropriate, but um, I'm she was four. Yeah, well, so was I, and I, that was just like one year before I started having crushes. Uh, one year before I started having crushes on uh, <laughs> on girls. All right, so it scared me whenever I was a kid, just because like the idea of the parents like frantically looking for kids and the kids being lost somewhere. Just man, that freaked me out, in, in like the dark woods or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but while the parents were just like yelling at the top of their lungs, which understandable i think we would all do that they get ambushed by this giant just ugly creature oh and and to my knowledge i've never seen it again in anywhere of the star wars universe um it's called a gorax Mm. and if you're trying to picture it in your head you're just uh you're not going to get there uh what we'll do is we'll add a picture of how ugly and goofy
1: this thing looks because it's kind of just it's unfortunate (laughs) i mean it's it looks straight up like sort of like giant troll folklore. Yeah, that's true. Kind of. thing. That's true.
0: It, it you know, it kind of. A lot of these things kind of remind me. In this movie, specifically, actually, I wrote this to. I wrote this down to talk about. Like, it's almost before like Willow. Kind of. Mm. There's like a lot of like fantasy-ish elements, especially in this movie, that I think Lucas was trying to like kind of experiment in, with in a way. And I didn't think about that until you said troll. It is kind of like a troll, like an ugly giant yeah. troll.
1: Um, Which I'm trying apparently- to think of a movie that – I feel like there's another movie out there. I cannot think of what it would be. There's another, like, 80s movie that has, like, the main bad guy is a, – looks a lot like this, but I cannot think of yeah, it. Yeah, no, it looks familiar to me too, man. Anyways, the yeah.
0: this Gorax, you know, that apparently on Wikipedia is native to Endor and it actually, like, feeds on Ewoks and stuff. This creature captures the parents and takes it away Mm. meanwhile uh the kids are lost and separated from their parents and they get discovered by the ewoks who essentially you know take them in give them medicine at one point kind of feed them there's obviously like a language uh barrier there
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that kind of prompted me to think like okay where is this in the star wars timeline you know what i mean right yeah like does this happen before or after and so i looked that up and apparently this happens before the events of return of the jedi
1: hmm interesting so. which which uh, some of the i feel like some of the like the tech you know feels um it's weird it's like it kind of goes along with it but then there's a few like little little things just in like the set design and mm-hmm. uh, like when it shows the sh- the little crashed ship Mm-hmm. Um there's a few things that sort of like wow well, this doesn't totally feel like yeah what's funny about Star that crash way. ship is
0: that it is made out of parts of one of the snow speeders from Empire.
1: Oh like man the wings. so I'm way off cuz it's yeah. literally so, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah it's literally like part of the uh Hmm. thing. But I mean I agree. I think it was very, very low budget. I think they I think it was only like three million dollars that they used
1: to, to make this. Wow. Um and just as like a little passion project. But well and they probably had I mean you think about the, all the the uh the ewok stuff, I mean, all those costumes they had laying around. So Oh yeah. They dude. And as you see,
0: you don't get a chance to really notice when you're watching the movie because of course all the folks playing Ewoks have the Ewok costume on. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching the little, you know, behind the scenes documentary that you can find on YouTube, you notice a lot of the the folks that Lucas has hired and other stuff, mm. including Willow, uh, and I think that were also on set at Return of the Jedi. So he utilizes a lot of the same folks, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was awesome how they find the kids though. Is the, um, w- Wicket's dad actually flying around one of those gliders? Yeah. Which dude? do you remember the, i had the lunchbox the ewoks lunchbox do you know what i'm talking i about? know exactly what you're talking about it's the red yeah um oh god what thermos mm-hmm. lunchbox mm-hmm. and the picture on the front is just like i think wicket uh just like flying on glider. one of those gliders oh dude it was yep. so awesome man doesn't it have like an atat getting hit by rocks oh, man i don't remember that like I just off remember in that
1: the it, background maybe probably
0: yeah right there in the foreground w- wicket's just like flying toward yeah you. Big
1: smile, dude. So I cool. had this thing as I was a kid, and I cannot find it anywhere. And I would love it if if one of you guys or gals out there could, if you if you know of where one is. But it's like it was like a little uh, Return of the Jedi pop up book. You would like open it up. It was just it was amazing. I mean, I think pop up books are pretty oh, impressive. Gosh, so cool. Man. Yeah, yeah, so cool. But it was like that, and you could like pull like a little lever, and like the rocks would come out of the thing, and mm-hmm. it would like knock the the at over. Like all this really I feel smart. Like I remember that too, man. Ah, oh, was so cool, but I can't. I can't find it anywhere. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, you know there there are a few other creatures that don't really show up again uh, in the Star Wars universe that are kind of interesting. One of them is called a boar wolf, mm. which is uh, basically it looks like it sounds. It's a wild boar, and it's like if you were a wild boar, and you know, you just you know kind of down on your luck, and maybe have one too many. Um, brewskis and you Mm -hmm. find you a a lonely wolf that's the kid that 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 is uh yeah that is born so it's a boar wolf um and they're they're like bigger yeah 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 they're like these big sort of like that you know again man it i hate to keep on we're gonna have to do an episode on willow now it Mm. reminds me of those crazy weird dog things oh yeah yep you know those things scared me dude Mm -hmm. whenever i was a kid it's actually part of the reason why i haven't let our youngest watch willow yet is because i think those will kind of freak her out
1: yeah which wait a minute is that what i'm thinking of the the gorax looking like it kind of looks like the troll in willow man is kind that what i'm of, thinking of
0: kind of kind of kind of kind of but i mean that is an ugly troll oh yeah remember like and then Willow like like does a like he doesn't know the spells yet but he just does something and it just like turns into a big like grotesque sort of lump of whatever, and he kicks it into the into the moat, and then it becomes that, like, two-headed, like, <laughs> yeah. kraken thing that yeah. blows fire. It's so awesome. Matt Martin t- was, like, the coolest dude
1: ever. Tell me when you were a kid you didn't carry around acorns in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just ready to turn people to stone? Just ready to, like – did they freeze people or turn them to stone? Just turn them to stone. Bro. I haven't seen it in a long time, but, yeah, yeah I used to have, like, a pocket full – of acorns almost at all times, just in case somebody wanted to play Willow. I oh, mean, I think we should title the episode Pocket Full of Acorns at all times. <laughs> Dude, I mean, can we please do a Willow
0: episode? I mean, it's 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 on our fantasy 80s fantasy movie list. What wait, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sorry, folks. Yeah, we let you down this this time. Okay, so basically, Wicket, some other Brave Ewoks, and these kids go on a caravan. After figuring out where their parents are, uh, where they're being held, mm-hmm. to kind of like rescue them, they figured out by using this like magic crystal spinner thing. Mm-hmm. And again, man, it's like, well, I'll get into that more. I just feel like there, there's so many much more like sort of fantasy elements in this than in yeah. any of the any of the Star Wars stuff. But yeah,
1: what? Sorry, Well, I'm not no, sorry. Are you? But yeah. uh, I do. I really like that about this movie, the, like, the Ewok magic stuff. Yeah, man. I think that's so cool, and it's so, I mean, it's just sort of expected, but you never really see any of that, you know, yeah. in, uh, like, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, or, I mean, the only kind of magic-type stuff that you see is
0: really just the Jedi yeah, themselves, right. right? And so it was kind of, it is kind of refreshing to see, like, other, you know, fantastic things that can happen magical things that can yeah. happen in that same universe that that doesn't have anything to do with
1: which. The force. Now that we're talking about this, this just popped in my head. Go ahead. Who's to say that this stuff isn't Ewoks actually tapping into the Force? Oh uh, yeah, maybe so. Maybe there is some sort of uh, pretty amazing.
0: Well, I mean, okay, and because I let's put a pin in that for just a second because mm-hmm. we're coming up to essentially in this adventure they they, they go on this like quest which hello fantasy. I mean, this is... Oh, yeah. And I don't know, is it because we played D&D now that everything <laughs> reminds me of Dungeons & Dragons? Yes. Okay. Um, just making sure. Mm-hmm. But this scene, dude, is the number one scene that used to... I mean, it stuck with me. I mean, do you, okay, so Mace, the older brother, mm-hmm. walks up to this, like, lake or pond or whatever, and he's, like, looking into it. He sees his reflection. Mm. And... For whatever reason, he's curious about it. He touches the water, and then you see this, like, blink. And he is, all of a sudden, he's under the water in yeah. this lake, and he's, like, pounding on the surface of the water. Can't get out of the thing. He can't get past, like, the, the, the,
1: the, top, the surface. Which is exactly what happens in Legend. Also, oh, another, movie. Really? also another movie in the fantasy face-off. Oh man, total ripoff, huh? Yeah. Which one would have come out first?
0: Oh man, why do you gotta ask me that? Um, I'm gonna have to end it on the silence. I uh, really love doing that. I mean, you're like, I know what I'm, I'm just thinking. Fun. I'm you know, thinking, click, click, Clack,
1: clack, 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 clack,
0: clack, yeah. Okay, this came, Legend came out in '85. Boom. Stolen. Mm. Stolen. 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 Yeah. Take that. Tom Cruise. Hey, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Anyway, that used to freak me out man i mean whenever i was a kid i know that i had to like get over some hurdles whenever i took swimming lessons literally like that year, the next year after this movie came out Mm -hmm. you know i was kind of scared about going underwater because of
1: that scene i i don't mean to derail the conversation and i never do it It happens it happens frequently i never do it but can i do this can i bring something up real quick yeah Yeah, since we're talking about being scared as a kid. Yep. I have even put this out on the podcast. There's a in my memory. There's a specific oh. trailer that I remember <laughs> yes. seeing down at my dad's house when it was very late on the beginning of like some other movie that I was watching as a kid.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you brought it up on a show
1: before. I whenever did. I was talking about my like uh, the 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 the, the blood thing. man, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have never been able to find this. Basically, it shows somebody walking around in a house, and I remember sort of like the camera kind of stops panning as the person kind of like, like it stops sort of tracking the person walking in the house, and it shows the wall, and then you see like the eyes open. And it was like this sort of camouflage like or like painted like the wall. I didn't really know, but it terrified me. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that like, you know, I literally, I I probably saw this thing for two seconds at most. Mm But it stayed with me ever since I was a kid. And so, you know, anytime you're like in a dark room, it's like it would just, that starts replaying in your head. And you're like, oh, God. I just hit my mic, sorry. So scared. Uh, But (laughs) So scared right now, so scared. (laughs) So scared. And again, I don't even know how I got down this rabbit trail, but I discovered that uh, I happened to find the movie it was from recently, like two days ago. And it was from a movie called... A stranger calls back mm-hmm. it's like the sequel to a stranger calls, yeah, and we'll we'll put like the photo or whatever in the show notes as well on this, but you gotta go look up the trailer on youtube. I mean it's a terrible tra- you know it's an early trailer, so it's like
0: I thought of the, I thought the trailer
1: was pretty good, yeah, but But it's you're like,
0: right, man, that scene like okay, full disclosure, I don't think I'd ever seen that. And you you sent me this text. It's like, dude, I finally found it. Mm-hmm. Which that's how you lead off. And I'm thinking, what is he talking about? Like, what could this be? <laughs> and you know, frankly, it could be literally anything. And usually, it could you have never been watch his anything. pocket full of acorns. <laughs> uh, and and then he sends it to me, and I'm like, you stranger calls. And for some, oh no no. And I think then after the link came through, you're like, this is the movie trailer I've been searching. You know. My whole life, basically. Literally, and I'm like, yeah. What? So then I start watching it, and man, I, I will say, dude, if I would have seen this, especially at a young age, mm. first off, it's scary now. I mean, yeah. truly. Like, that concept of just, like, you're in a dark room, and, some like, in the shadows, just someone is there. Yeah. It's just scary anyway. And the premise of the movie is basically this babysitter gets the famous, like, urban legend call from yeah. within the house, you know? Which That's will sort of, always like, be scary. Yeah, for sure. So good, yeah. And that's interesting, too. I think we should look into it perhaps on another episode, which came first, the the urban legend
1: or the original movie? Well, you know what? Like I, I bet it's – I mean, there's a possibility it could be linked to that family you knew that were gruesomely murdered. Shut up. <laughs> uh, you know, come
0: on, dude. People like we're going to believe. Like, I don't know any – just stop. Okay, cutting it out. Um, How dare you? But yeah, man, that would have stuck with me like crazy. And how awesome is it that you finally found it. Yeah. Man? Now yeah. if I could only find the two things that I'm always searching for, that one song that I always tell you about, and then that dang skinless man freaking. Mm-hmm. You know, the closest I've come has been um what's it called? Uh Pinhead. What's the movie? Uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. But yeah. it's just not it, man. Okay. Anywho. Anyways.
1: Okay, so
0: I also noticed and like we've talked about just a second ago, this movie was fantasy heavy. I mean, we've got new creatures, new monsters, mm-hmm. a troll, kind of a blend between like a troll and like Sasquatch or something, mm-hmm. the boar wolf. And then I com—I will say I completely forgot about this creature, but this like fairy-like creature that helps them find their parents. Do you remember yeah. this? Mm-hmm. The, you know, they – and also another – there's another – part of the movie that i was like dude this is dnd before they go on their quest the ewoks do this like ceremony and each one of the the folks that are going on this quest are given like these like sacred tokens of the legendary ewok warriors and all this and it's like
1: so cool right yeah i mean honestly this movie could be in the fantasy face-off
0: oh yep well yeah i mean potentially it just happens to occur in space you know i
1: mean um, I mean, other if you took out like the well, I mean, Kroll had some yeah sort of sci-fi stuff. But I mean, God. if you took out like the crashed spaceship in the beginning, dude, imagine writing a story where you
0: know, like the coolest thing about the whole story is this incredible weapon, mm. and you don't even put it in the story. <laughs> until the last like
1: 10 minutes. 10 minutes and 30 seconds. But I will give it and to And then him. you use that on the cover. <laughs> no, but I will give it to you. When you finally do introduce the weapon, you literally show the weapon spinning around in space, cutting through a wall for a solid 2 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cat. Just, just awesome. man, amazing.
0: Yeah, so like these the I just thought the fairy-like things when i looked them up they're called wisties mm. uh, they kind of reminded me of like the will of the wisps i was gonna or something say like that, that. That's, but that's a little on the nose yeah within the star wars you know like when you go into like the wikipedia where you can see where things have appeared in other like books comics yada 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 mm-hmm. these creatures are also called i thought this was awesome fire folk
1: mm. flutter glows or fire sprites i mean dude that's straight up D. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, sprite means fairy, like yeah, exactly,
0: man. So it's cool to see like these sort of elements in a Star Wars movie that you haven't really, mm-hmm. you know, seen before.
1: So the good I, news
0: about okay,
1: sorry, I was gonna say if if they took this now and gave it sort of the reverence uh, that it deserved, kind of like a Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and like and did pursue like the the fantasy aspects. I mean, this could yeah, be an amazing uh, yes, world. But I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think. Look, I've got.
0: I mean, I really think um, the new crew over there, especially the team that works on Mandalorian, like minus Kathleen Kennedy.
1: Yeah, they're kicking butt, dude. Yeah, and I feel like, but could they make the Ewoks? I think so, man. Oh, man. I, I mean, think, it, but, but you'd have think about it in the terms of. Um, you know, you take the Ewoks and give the sort of the um, you know kind of how like like Baby Yoda looks the same sort of effect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in in the faces, while still keeping a little bit of that like like hokey sort of you know suit kind of vibe, kind of like what they do with Baby Yoda. You know, it's yeah. like sometimes you can tell they they're just like, yeah, we're gonna leave little things in because. That's just what Star Wars is, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hey, maybe,
0: maybe in the next, um, I don't know, maybe in the next uh, what should I call it Mandalorian or. season, maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see some Ewoks, dude. That would be awesome. That'd be cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I was going to say though is the good news about this movie, and even though it kind of like has some elements of it as a little kid that freaked me out or whatever, is it ends happy? Yeah. You know the the kids. Uh, wait, spoiler alert. The kids rescue their parents and it all ends, you know, yay. Uh, you yeah, know, well, I think there's like maybe a, an Ewok that I think bravely dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. All in all, kind of fun to rewatch it, I, you know, especially since it was such a big deal. But like you said, dude, after watching this one, because initially I was like, hey, bro, I'm just going to watch the first one because I know that's the one that I remember. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. There's stuff missing that I don't that wasn't in this exactly and so i watched the second one and uh you know all of those notes that i took about this movie i think it's pretty fun like i'm looking over here looking at my second movie notes it's pretty it's pretty short let me just let me just read if you if you'll bear with me just bear with us folks it's only 17 pages no it's just it's like a paragraph it's like a few (laughs) sentences second movie ewoks the battle for indoors what my notes say much more intense beginning. First off, sorry for spoilers, the girl's brother and her mom die. See, I don't remember that at all. And I'm like, ugh, isn't this a kid's movie? And then guess what? Her dad dies. Don't remember that either. What the crap is going on here? So she's basically just on her own. Here's some here's some funny things. In this movie, much more famous actors, including Wilford Brimley. What? Who, yeah, dude. Who not only did I just... Man, I was hoping at some point he would say diabetes. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. <laughs> but <laughs> did he call him Wicked the whole time? <laughs> no, no, come on, Wicket. Warwick Davis, of course, is, is back as Wicket. Sion Phillips, who you'll remember as the evil queen in Willow,
1: yeah, and see, that's weird because that's I remember her in it, mm-hmm. but then there's things that I saw in Caravan of Courage that I had never seen before. Like, none of the desert scene, none of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember any of that. I don't remember the, this, um, the Teak guy. Well,
0: you mean in the second one? In I'll the second to him. One. Yeah. So Paul Gleason, the principal from The Breakfast Club, plays her dad, which I thought was kind of interesting.
1: Plays whose dad? Uh, the, uh, the main girl. Little oh. girl.
0: Yeah, in the very beginning. So it's just him, and he dies anyway. So, GP. so now we've got the second movie where... Parents and sibling die out right out of the gate. That's in t- that's a little too intense. Wow. Then one of the I noticed that one of the alien bad guys that wrote this down and said, "Did one of the alien bad guys just say I have the power?" <laughs> um, which <laughs> might be a I don't you know He-Man ripoff, but yeah. uh, okay. And then I say the bad guys ride. Oh, the bad guys ride around on those things from Mando the the blurg. Do you remember those like? Kind of like lizardy things that Mando rides on with, um, you know, the, the, yeah. the guy that says, I have spoken. Yeah. What is that yeah. guy's name? He, he was such a great character. Yeah, no, I don't remember. But I, it was cool because, I, you know, I think there's only a couple of places where those creatures are seen in the Star Wars universe. So this
1: is well, one of them, which I think. Well, I'll tell you cool. another place where it is. And it's going circling back. George Lucas put one of those in, was it A New Hope? And you just see it just walking across the screen, oh. and it looks so polished and shiny, like nothing else in the background. Yeah, but I yeah, don't know, man, I'm thankful that I have uh, the first release Star Wars movies, not only on VHS but on uh, on DVD as well. Well, I have them on VHS too, but they did all this stuff on the VHSs. Uh, you know, it would show like a close up of like Darth Vader's face mm-hmm. on those. It can, I guess it would have come out. Early. It just depends. There's, there's actually like, I know there's about a bunch of them.
0: ten different. Yeah, and so like I have all of I have the. So I think it was like ninety. Was it called like 92. the gold collection or the
1: milestone? There's a
0: gold one. There's a gold one. There's a silver one that they added in those. Yeah, you know, and that's just uh, that's oh, terrible. That's so bad. Oh, uh, Teak, the guy that you are talking about. <laughs> that's that's the one that I remember. That's the one that like. Well let me just read what I wrote in my notes. This is amazing it says teak lightning and f- lightning fast creature. My brother and I called it the flashy Ewok or something like that when we were kids da da dot wow this teak thing looks exactly like tyler <laughs> exactly <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the notes for this second movie. Oh God,
1: he looks just like me um oh man no it's see, inc- the, it's, it's, it's uncanny the movie the movie that I saw. I, I've never seen that character at all, but I did. You don't remember him like running around fast? No. Yeah, man, I remember that. I'm telling you, like, whatever I saw that was some kind of weird mishmash thing hybrid, I really do think that it was like two movies put together. I never yeah. knew anything about her parents dying. The thing that I saw was basically the same intro that we saw on Caravan of Courage, where the parents are like yelling for him, they're looking around, and then sort of the adventure. And then I remember, like, the Gorax was in there. The Witch was mm-hmm. in there. No desert scene. It's all. It all takes place kind of in the forest. And then I think the main kind of bad character, well, it was the Witch, but then I remember, like, the spiders, but those were in the second one, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. I swear, dude, it was some kind of weird version. Like, and if anybody else out there remembers this, hit us up. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I I agree. I definitely don't remember it being two separate things. I, no. I kind of felt like it was just, like, one big thing. Thing,
1: but
0: mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I was like four and, and five. Because this one came out the year after. So I don't really uh I and, don't recall.
1: And so it would have first aired on ABC? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's probably when I would have seen it. It's awesome that they're on Disney Plus for everyone to uh, to enjoy. And I gotta tell you, I we my son, well, my family and I started watching the the animated not the like computer graphics animated clone wars Mm -hmm. within in the vintage collection there's like an animated version i think came out first and it's actually pretty darn good as well dude
1: i Um, haven't seen any of the clone wars i haven't seen any of the what is it called the other one uh rebels rebels i haven't seen any of those but from every single person i've ever talked to is like dude they're amazing yeah man Clone Wars is really good you know there's some things that I don't like about it
0: stylistically I'm not a huge fan of the 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 like the art design of the characters and yeah. stuff yeah but storyline wise there's a lot of really really cool stuff it dives a little bit deeper into like the Sith and these um, folks that they used Inquisitors and stuff mm-hmm. to find and hunt Jedi
1: um, and then Rebels is just awesome man front to back it's just great yeah one super, thing that cool. that I wish, uh, I wish they just would have made like full episodes or those what are they called like Star Wars Adventures or oh my gosh yes dude man. They're, they're like inc- little one minute one minute animations that are just they're incredible oh my gosh, dude. dude like yes it just it sucks so bad that like they're just these like little vignette like super quick but like yeah. man if they would keep the same animation style with that. And like when Luke Skywalker first holds the lightsaber, yeah, and like, dude. it's like his robes and stuff. Just like, Oh, it's awesome. Just like, whoa. Yeah. Man. And it's like, there's a little bit of like an Eastern sort of Japanimation vibe mm-hmm. in the animation, but not like too much, you know? So yeah. it's like, man, they're so cool. But like, yeah, no, I wish they would just basically, especially for
0: like, I don't know. I think that's a, that's a way that they could get like a lot of the folks that maybe have never gotten into Star right. Wars. And then like, have kids that are maybe like old enough to where that you know like, you know, imagine kids are kids' age mm-hmm. that have parents that aren't into Star Wars. This would be an easy way for like the whole family to kind of like get into like the old movies. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like so much more that they can do there. Yeah,
1: I mean, it yeah, looks I, incredible. Th- that those were the things that um, you know, I, I mean, I probably said it t- twice already, but I have a six-year-old daughter and a two-year-old, and the six-year-old. I remember we you know we've seen like the new ones uh, mm-hmm. that just came out in the last few years you know we've seen those at the in the theater but then it's like you get home and you know it's just it's a little bit of a change of pace of like you know when yeah. she's like oh well what else is ray in or what else is like they don't necessarily have the attention span for like the slow pacing of like a new hope and yeah. empire so But at the same time, you're like, oh, these these characters are incredible. You really need to know who these people are. And then, you know, so I I would show her the adventures ones, and she was just blown away. But then it was like, okay, well, where's the rest of it? And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, they're only a minute long. Yeah, I know. I know. They are super, super rad. And, you know, like, I was just thinking about this,
0: man. One of the things that I loved about Star Wars as a kid was that, like, each movie took you to so many different places yeah so many different landscapes you know Mm -hmm. and i mean honestly i think that's part of the reason that i love like a lot of the christopher nolan movies too man i think he he's a director that and again this is i'm not seeing this in an interview this is just me guessing but it seems to me that he feels he loved that as a kid too Mm -hmm. and so he puts that into his movies there's always like crazy change of landscape beautiful scenery You know these very like big and vast, Mm -hmm. um, sort of like expansive things that just make it seem so huge. And that's what I. That's what just one of the things that I love about Star Wars in general. Like all the movies, they're just like I always loved seeing the new places that they would they would take you to. And I think regardless of what trilogy, they
1: kind of do a pretty good job of at least doing that. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, I thought it was really cool to see. You know, I. I think in, you know, the original Star Wars films, I think it was, it was a little, a little like surface level, like okay, this is Tatooine, this is uh, indoor, it's all foresty. This is like they, they were very sort of like, well, this whole planet, you know, so it kind of gave the vibe of like, okay, this is Hoth. It's like this mm-hmm. whole planet is this. Whereas mm-hmm. I thought it was a really sort of a bold move to. Take the setting of being on indoor, which we always only associate as like California redwoods and like basically where Big Bigfoot probably lives, mm-hmm. like the Pacific Northwest. Um, but then they have them like in the desert, and they have these sort of dunes and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Sort of fleshing out like a like you know a planet being a little more than just you know just what we saw in those original mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Do you like man? All those locations, man, so cool. Yeah, really, is cool. Um, yeah, so in doing this, I happened to look into because as soon as I saw this, I was like, man, I guarantee that there's like a like a comic, you know, like a mini series or whatever. And there were, but they were based off of. So after these Ewok movies, which you may be getting to, sort of spun off into a uh, a series called Ewoks and Droids Adventure Hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, which was also on ABC. And uh, and then eventually it became just the new the all-new Ewoks, which was like mm-hmm. just about Ewoks. But these ran from 85 to 87. And out of those, that spun off into a comic, the Ewoks comic, uh, which ran for 14 issues. Uh, and it was on Marvel. Mm. I was hoping that it like, you know, because a lot of, like I told you yesterday, I think, uh, a lot of those sort of, TV series or or like cartoons or whatever those like sort of spin-off comics that you know a lot of real comic yeah. guys kind of they're just kind of throwaway books you know mm. usually the talent the writers and the artists are just kind of like your lower level guys and but try but like trying to make a name for themselves kind of yeah usually well and and that's the thing that's cool is um is i was hoping that this would be one of those where you know, back in the day, he did all these Ewoks comics, but then this particular artist went on to do, like, these these great, great things. But I ended up looking, and the artist was a guy named Warren Kremer. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool artist, but he kind of kept that sort of... Uh, he kind of lived in that sort of overly... cartoony vibe, kind yeah. of? Yeah, cartoon animated. He did uh, this book called Planet Terry. He did a book called Top Dog. Uh, so it was kind of like that Saturday morning cartoon... Mm. kind of style. But, I mean, the Ewoks comics, they're probably pretty fun, though. Yeah, man, I mean, if we... Uh, maybe we're trying to hunt some of those down.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen... I Truthfully, I think I have seen some of them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I think whenever I was little, I probably would have loved it. Heck, our yeah. youngest would probably love them. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like... Oh, yeah. Little,
1: well, and, and I think that was the intentions even... That was the audience, right? I mean, that,
0: Yeah, it was kind of yeah. a cash grab for... Well, know, I mean, he, do you remember the droids? Do you, I mean I remember, and I've got one on VHS, the droids cartoon, and then the the cereal. No, do I don't the, remember that. You don't remember the cereal? Maybe cereal was just such a two reasons. One, I was a chubby kid. Two, when we lived overseas, and when we come back to the states, it's like, oh man, we got to look at all the cereals. And <laughs> I I remember, I remember the droids cereal, and I think I've said this on on the uh, podcast before too. I think. But like, dude, my grandparents would always have this like stash of awesome cereals. Mm. So when we would come in and, and, uh, stay with them over the holidays, it would just be like, oh man, I swear, I think I remember my brother could probably confirm this, that they had like a C, it was like a C3PO cereal. And then I want to say like, it was kind Mm. of like, you know, like most all cereals are just a, you got your sugary,
1: crunchy, almost like Captain Crunch kind of flavor cereal and and then the marshmallow. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I do remember that, though, but... Pretty much like the new, like the Mandalorian cereal. Yeah, exactly. With like the little exactly. baby Yoda the marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, man. by the way, will give you intense stomach cramps. Oh, yeah, dude. So. I don't even know what the heck they put in that stuff. <laughs> so get terrible, into that. Terrible for you. Oh, one thing that I did learn, uh, I mean, this kind of ties in. When we were researching, uh, well, I was researching the, the Boba Fett, sequence the animated sequence i mean, sequence that, kind of, I mean the, that kind of sounded like a dig you know uh, what I mean? no i'm not saying that but like the little the little boba fett sequence in the christmas special mm-hmm. or the holiday special rather those i th- i want to i could be wrong because i don't have those notes in front of me but i want to say that team that created that went on to be the same team that would uh would create the droids. I mean, I think it was pretty short lived, but yeah, they did the the uh, droids, the animated droids cartoon, yeah. which kind of makes
0: sense. Ha- like having watched the droids thing, it's not really. It's it's not really greatest, but
1: mm-mm.
0: still, it's Star Wars, right? I mean, yeah, no matter what they put on there, if it's Star Wars, I'm gonna watch it. I think that's the uh, mm-hmm. that's the moral of the story. Yeah, look, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, take any more of these folks' precious time. Yeah, um, but I do want to kind of. As we start to wrap it up again, kind of just say thank you so much to the folks that like reach out to us on Instagram or via email. Mm -hmm. You know, just to tell us about stuff that they think we would be into, you know, like I think Clay the other day sent me a, um, a picture of this RPG that it's like an RPG magazine. And one of the things that they talk about in it is like this. Adventure that is based on like Indonesian like history and folklore and stuff, which is super cool. And then another one of our listeners, um, just the other day sent a um, it was like another RPG thing called that apparently there's like this Amazon Prime show that it is based on. Hold on, let me, I gotta, it is called Tales from the Loop. And oh, yeah, it's
1: based off that artist, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, like, listen to this, it says, like, in this message, he says, basically. You're a bunch of kids in the 80s having to deal with the paranormal in this game. And it's like, there's time travel, I think, and like sort of like a Stranger Things type like vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, just little stuff like that is, is just incredible. I mean, folks that take the time out of their day to write or like post their own Instagram posts about our show. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, dude, it's just, it's incredible, man. And, and literally, like, if you're listening to this, and you wonder, like, man, I wonder if these guys, you know, care that literally makes our day. It's just, like, the best thing ever, and it's so cool to know that people out there not only listen to our show, but, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of the same stuff that we like and even know about some stuff that we might not know about that they can kind of turn
1: us on to. So, oh, yeah, man, thank yeah.
0: you guys so much.
1: Another friend of ours of the show, Dustin Downey, uh, you know, his name's Fwoosh to Thunder. He did a, you know, he's he's one of the folks that did a post a while back, which was really cool. And he, same kind of thing, he hit me up the other day and was like, uh, hey, you guys probably already know about this, but uh, have you heard of, like, David Politis and, like, the missing 411 stuff? That is a, that's another fascinating topic that we will definitely cover, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you may know, a, you, well, you, I mean, I know you know about it, Woody, but... I, but dude
0: very very limited and, yeah uh, i mean i i was actually speaking of synchronicity I, I was literally just the other day being like man we need to do an episode on that just yeah. so that i can learn more about it because it seems really fascinating in a nutshell it's people that what camp hunt or whatever and they just yeah. boom, disappear
1: it, well and i i think i think he's sort of again it's a guy named david pilates he's a like an investigator he's uh You know, these books that he writes are just kind of like account after account after account of all these thousands of people in national parks that just disappear. And, you know, in trying to look into it and trying to, you know, cooperate and deal with the parks, you know, forestry services, you know, folks high up. I mean, they're just like closed-lipped on everything. So it's really kind of weird. Like it's a really bizarre sort of. And it doesn't really bode well for an argument um, in terms of trying to get my wife to go camping. Well, I mean, so, dude, it's weird stuff. Like, a, like, and it's again, you know, how I many? Hey, could, man, let's wait until we get
0: into the let, let, let's. Hey, let's leave. Let's leave the listener wanting a little bit more okay. when we dive into that. Okay, okay. I'm Maybe in the next, couple a weeks. next week. Yeah. yeah, we've already got next week's plan, folks, and it is a good one. It it is it's a, one. a doozy. mm Hmm. Hey, Tyler. Um,
1: what is the best way for people to find us online or interact with us? Well, you can find us mostly over at Instagram. Uh, that's kind of where the bulk of our social media back and forth is. We love like talking to you guys and in the comment sections and DMs and all that. If you want to send us a story, a spooky encounter, mm-hmm. some weird movie that you remember as a kid, but you can't remember mm-hmm. what movie it's from, mm-hmm. shoot that over to radpod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, you know, all communication welcome. We love to hear from you guys in all ways. Uh, so, you know, like Woody said, we we really appreciate you guys coming back uh, and listening week to week. Uh, without you guys, we couldn't do it. 100%. So, uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And as always, be rad. That's
0: the way it goes.
1: Do it second.
0: That's right, and then you do the um, vocal writer at the very end.
1: And yeah, yeah. When you send the, please hey, tell me. This. Please, <laughs> <laughs> please tell me that. <laughs> god, we really, we totally missed it.
0: Oh my god, dude! I can't believe that you just went.